Are you pulling them in? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to pull oh, them in. To yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I have okay. it right here. I think uh, sometimes I'm worried that if I do it, then it fucks it up, or God knows what the fuck the problems are. So I thought that was paid. an issue before, and it wouldn't let me mute, but it's <clears throat> this one doesn't. It doesn't matter. So here we are. Indeed. Oh my God, so much better. No echo. No echo. Yeah. Yeah. So after 30 minutes trying to get the mumble to work, minimum, probably more than that. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll, we start we'll on it. Experiment. So, like work on it. This seems like a pretty good connection, though. Yeah, I think we should be okay. Yeah, so Jason, I, I was telling Ralph one of the things I did was I actually ran a Cat 6 line from my modem into my guest room so I could plug in my computer. Nice. Try to I do 30 bucks down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell my wife one day it's going to pay off. We need to figure that out. Maybe we so should sell those gonna t-shirts. We're going to become zillionaires. Mm-hmm. Or at least $100-airs. 100-airs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, and It'd I be nice if it paid for itself. I lost money at Consum World because I had to buy beers for every guy that was wearing Yeah, I know. So not only did I not make money off the t-shirt, the t-shirts actually cost me money. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Get fucked. It's awesome. Okay, let's get started since we're already got fucked over by this sound bullshit. Sure. Okay, so this is the recording. Yes, we are recording. Are you yeah. hearing that, Ralph? I'm sorry, what was that? Are you hearing that? You mean the, the choppiness of Dave? Yeah. Yes. Do I sound like that? Not so much. Yeah. I don't. I don't think your cable works, Dave. Come on, it's the same cable. It's not like I just unhooked the cable. (laughs) We should be okay. So is uh, yeah, am I I chopped up on Skype? You were a little bit like when you said this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. Yeah, I think you might need to give it a minute and let let Skype pick up. Like a minute, like we should wait for a minute. No, I mean just like. Don't be talking and then keep talking. So you're, you're how good. would I do Go that ahead. exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I should like wind up and then talk. Like, yeah, okay, you know, take it a, comes, take a nice, cl- a deep cleansing breath. Okay. Advance up to combat. Uh, uh, okay, this is the Advanced After Combat Podcast. It's a podcast about war games, our experience playing war games. And, you know, I don't even know how much it's about war games. Basically, we just talk about stuff, and some of it might be war gaming related. Tangentially, at least. Everybody's cool with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this podcast is uh, it's explicit. Um, it's on Skype, <laughs> which we hate. And I won't even get into I won't even get into all the stuff we went through about for the past thirty minutes trying to try something else. Um, and the more it's on Skype, probably the more you're going to hear us being explicit But oh we got so um, this podcast is brought to you by me, Dave, uh, my partner, Jason. Hello. And our mystery guest to this episode is Ralph. Ralph. Hola. 
Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, the gist of it is that basically each uh, month, Jason, a podcast, bring on a uh, mystery guest from the guild, the BGG, uh, who gets to co-host the podcast. It's a tremendous honor. They're always very, very excited about it. Um, I'm sure Ralph was thrilled. Um, Ralph, did you did you tell anyone that you were guest was like your wife, or did you run downstairs excitedly and let her know that you'd been chosen by the Oracle to uh, podcast? You got the golden ticket. I told her that I was doing it tonight because then she'd know what the hell was up. <laughs> <laughs> she'd know where you were. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Okay. And and was she impressed? Uh, no. No. Okay. So she was busy so her, though. She had other okay. things to think about. So her She's response gonna... was uh, underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, she she knew that I was doing something tonight, and you know, I, I normally play. We normally play, you know, next war or something. So right. she doesn't really care. Okay, that is nice. I don't know. I feel like that yeah. kind of hurts my feelings a little. <laughs> that she didn't care. Yeah. I mean, come on. Did hasn't she She's... seen your T-shirt? You sure she has, yeah. She's she's seen it when I put put my boy in it too. Nice. Oh, that's right. That's nice. Yeah. The kid, his, is it yeah. the kitten farting tanks? Yeah, it's the only one I have. You were our biggest supporter on that experiment we tried. I was the only supporter. Yes, I think you were. I bought I bought one well, also, I mean, but that didn't count. I mean, for pacifists, uh, they think that the kitten is farting on the tanks, like saying, "I hate yeah. tanks. Tanks are bad. They should be farted on." And, and the rainbow, well, rainbow really brings in whole the whole other community. The whole other communities, yes. Right. Really, what the kitten's saying is, I'm I'm pooping out tanks to go yeah, kill people right. <laughs> because I'm yeah. that badass. The tanks I'm making from yeah from my rainbow farts are going to kill thousands of people, <laughs> at least thousands. So they go pacifist. We fooled you. That's right. <laughs> We fooled you. Screw you, so, Festus. Ralph, uh, Ralph. So, yeah, this is going to be an unusual This is episode. already the best episode ever. Because <laughs> Ralph has, has hosted before, and we, you know, we're all friends, and uh, it's like sometimes we bring in a guy and we don't really know how they're going to be. I already know exactly how yep. Ralph is going to be. We have ventured down this, this dark alley before. Ralph, what, what are you, you drinking beer? I am. I'm drinking uh, Newcastle Brown Ale in uh, in honor of uh, of our resident doctor, Jules. Very nice. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jason, what do, what do you have? I am drinking another Kentucky Colonel. It is rye whiskey and Benedictine, and it is strong and awesome. And just to let is everybody listening know, chicken? say that again. Is he making fried chicken? He is. It's for later. Okay. With, with the waffles. Yeah, we started an hour later than than we usually do, and I started drinking at the same time I usually do. <laughs> so we're <laughs> this 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 party has started. Yeah, I started drinking around four. Yeah. So, and what uh, about just, you, Dave? What are you just drinking? Beer though. I got a Guinness. Yeah. yeah so for me, like it is beer hot for Guinness. Beer doesn't count really. Like that's not really like. Eh. Like I could just. You just drink it all I, day. Yeah, if I go to liquor, that's going to be heavy. But I, I told myself, I said, I'm not going to do the liquor tonight on the podcast. So. My, my doctor and I on Monday were talking about whiskey. That's all we talk about. And uh, 
I did a whiskey taking tasting at a place here. I was like, yeah, I, you know, I had I had four samples and they're they're in ounce pours. So we were talking about it. He was like, man, you you must have been pretty lit by the time you left there. I said, oh no no, that's it takes. I mean, that's one drink for me usually is four ounces. Right. I was like, yeah, oh I mean, man, I'm I'm a lightweight. Okay, you gotta you yeah, gotta throw that's down. Not, yeah, that's not a. Yeah, four ounces is is just to get started. Mm-hmm. Did you tell your doctor that he's got to step up his game? I did. I did. And he knows. But he likes good bourbon. So that's that's all we end up talking about. And I'm paying oh. him, which is nice. Is he a PPO doctor or an HMO doctor? Uh, PPO. Yeah, of course. That's uh-huh. why he uh-huh. likes good bourbon. The HMO doctor is going to the pharmacy and grabbing, like, uh, <laughs> Smirnoff vodka off the shelf. Yeah. And crushing up pills. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so we all know about Ralph. I need to go through the bullshit about like his favorite game, and uh, and frankly, after spending about thirty minutes trying to fucking fine tune my audio, I'm ready to get into something called a quiz. There we go, Ralph. Oh um, shit! Yeah, there's a quiz. What? Um, there's a quiz? Yeah. I, I, Even for the I, second I was time surprised. around. Just wanted to mention it. There is a quiz, and it's optional. So. <laughs> So it's optional, kind of like um, breathing. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Let's so, start the um, show. I have to do it. All right, let's do this, huh? You ready to do it? All right. This quiz. But I should answer in the form of questions, right? No, never. Cannot. Oh, rad. Even though you invented that, you cannot do it. It's no longer allowed. Damn it. Uh, this quiz is brought to you by uh, our intern, Braxton. He yeah. does a great job. Very professional. So if yeah. you have any problems with the quiz, uh, take it up with Braxton. So No, yeah. don't don't take it up with Braxton. Leave him alone. Yeah, and, and he has real, enough work to do. Like we we talk a little bit about like, hey, we got a mystery guest, uh, he's on from our guild. So we've got a guild on BGG, like some guys who maybe haven't heard the podcast before. Uh, basically, I think the the guild is what it's all about, and then mm-hmm. there's a podcast that just kind of like gives the guild guys something to listen to occasionally. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. the guild's bigger thing. Yeah. So on BGG the guild, uh, they do a lot of gaming. At like, uh, I just saw that uh, this this tournament, this Empire of the Sun tournament that Luke, Lucas has got going. I think it's got like 32 people in it, and it's and, sponsored uh, by DMT, right? Yeah, and John is making, like, videos. Like, Empire of the Sun, kind of a cool game, but honestly, you almost need to watch videos if you don't have someone that's going to teach you how to play the game. It's a tough game to kind of get the hang-up, I think. Cold. Coming from you, that's that's saying something. No, I think, Ralph, you've played it. I mean, it, don't you think it's it's very different games? It has some different concepts, yes. And it's kind of one of these games where you put... The- stuff down and then you're like oh shit what the hell do i do now like you could do anything like it's like uh do i attack these islands like what, what's the strategy but uh john is his name steidel steidel i don't steidel, know steidel. Duke great of videos that kind of walk you through duke of no no is that is that the duke of chutney no no that's simon no it's not yeah don't don't fuck this up jason i'm sorry <laughs> get some a lot of work <laughs> it's jason fuck this up come on do it oh i'm i'm fucking it all up but it so, so let's give some love to Simon because he, his videos are called A Young Turk Looks at EOTS. I don't think I've watched any of his videos. I need no, to watch don't, them. Don't 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 break a young man's heart like that. No, Chutney. 
there's a duke somewhere sitting in in a mansion on the chutney estate uh-huh. i am going to watch all your videos tonight probably because my wife's going to be asleep in about an hour so <clears throat> yeah so john steidel yeah so he's provided us with videos. a nice mumble server that's right which which we couldn't get to. Um, it, the server worked properly. I think the problem's the settings, but whatever. Um, yeah, so basically they did a bunch of videos, but the cool thing is they didn't just do like how to play the game. They also do strategy, which you really need because you, there's no way you could play this game solo because you're just like, well, I mean, like basically it's like, okay, what are you going to do now? Like you, you can do whatever you want. It's very challenging, I think, for that way. So. It's, it's, there's not like a front line, right? And mm-hmm. because it's all. Right. Oceanic, you know, island warfare, and so it, that a lot of I think I think that challenges a lot of people, right? There's there's other games that are like that, uh, Thirty Years War from GMT, etc., right? You know, where there's no front lines and you're just all or um, Unhappy King Charles, things like that. You're all just kind of intermixed, and you just have to go do stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely challenging, but I think that's yeah, cool. So that. The, the, so that's one of the things the guild does. They bring a lot that's of guys cool. together. You can come in. So yeah, basically here we had most of us had never played the game. Um, I, I didn't do the tournament because I'm out of doing tournaments. I'm not really into tournament play. But I am playing uh, Empire of the Sun with Justin Martinez. So we're Very having nice. fun to play by email. And uh, but yeah, to have 32 guys, probably about 25 of whom have never played the game before. So pretty cool. So there you go. That's awesome. I'm gonna... that's, what the, that's what the guild's about. I'm gonna pick it up at the fall sale. I didn't. I didn't pre-order it, but man, er- everyone is talking about this game. Yeah. Yeah. So I well, it's get because it. advanced after combats all we over s- it. So. We set the trend. I know the Turks. Once you the know, Turks get interested. And Dave, it's you're you're not you're you're off tournaments right because of Combat Commander, right? You no, it's, it's not Combat Commander. It's uh, I feel like once I'm in a tournament, then it starts to become like something I have to do. Like I feel pressure to do it. Like I got to get this game done. That work. Like I don't need to like have that in my gaming. Also, it's the same reason I gave up painting professionally for miniatures. It just became like not fun because you had like a schedule and you had to get stuff done. And while the money was good, it just wasn't. It took something I enjoyed and ruined it. So. Deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why I'm not doing the fun. fantasy football again. I don't want to have to do something. Yeah, I'm, well, dude, we're only getting okay. All right, so let's, <laughs> let's go. We gotta go because we're gonna be all over the place. All right, so is there a quiz? Are we, are we supposed to be doing something? Or is Ralph, there a quiz? Uh, impression: Ralph did not want to do the quiz. You or you were gonna do the quiz. Do you want to skip Fuck it, you, Ralph? We're doing the quiz. Do there's, there's no choices. Okay. All right, let's go. All right, we're starting the quiz. During World War. Over 13.5 million Allied and Central Powers casualties resulted from, ca- from clashes on the Western Front alone. Name five battles on the World War I Western Front between August 1914 and November 1918. Five battles, World War I Western Front. What years? Eight, I hate World War II. Start the end, right? That was a little thing. Yeah. Uh, so there was the Battle of the Marne. No, that's right. There it is. And I'm thinking. Yep. Um, hey, Ralph, I'll um, try to give a little bit of a, a warm-up when you start to talk so that Skype knows you're talking. So. <laughs> uh, it's it's picking Ralph. Okay. I'll, I'll try and work on that. 
You got an ohm. Um, I'll try and think about that, okay? I'm trying to think of all of these dumb, those dumb World War One games. Um, there was Verdun. Yep. There's, and I'm sure all those world. I'm sure Braxton, that bastard with all those World War One games, is is just is going crazy right now, right? I so said all the all the people playing along at home. I'm going a little crazy. I, I, I will say that there's uh, there are there are multiples of some names. So that is a massive hint. Yeah. Help you with that. Uh, well, there was yeah, yeah, and there was um, oh yeah, there's uh, what's the one with all the Canadians? That, that one of my buddies from Canada goes on about all the time, on and on and oh. on. Uh, uh, Started on this. It was like first and second. Um, it's killing me. Because I shouldn't win. Are you thinking about the Maple Leafs? Because they go on and on about the Maple Leafs. <laughs> and the poutine. They do. They go on. They're and very, very contentious. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Is there? I think an that's answer? it. What was the answer? Yeah, Nothing? I I'm, I I can't come up with any others because I I can like there's that the uh, SCS game Operation Mifel, right? But I can't remember the I can't remember the battle that that is, right? So okay, so uh, um, I just remember that there's you actually the name all sure name all the name. What's the first? It's first and second. What? Epris, Epris, YPR, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. God damn it! How about the Psalm? Isn't that the one where the British got yeah. really Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were two Marns, right? Passchendaele. Nope. Oh, yeah. uh, there's Passchendaele. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck. Whatever, there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah, fuck. I, I totally forgot about Musargon, and I played a fucking game on it. Oh, well. That's okay. So was that, was that five, okay, eight, five so or was that four? Two. That was five, so two out of five. Okay. Fuck. All right. So number two. Question two. During the American Civil War, the question two. Well, they aren't questions. Sometimes they're commands. So, <laughs> during the Civil War, Union and Confederate armies gave different names to battles they fought in. Name the opposing sides that each side gave, oh, name the opposing side's name given. Oh, I think I've actually made this question before. This is this might be a repeat, Braxton. Braxton's going to for this one. So the Union and the and do I have to name both sides? What both sides call them? Uh, I, I guess the battles for you. Okay. The Battle of Manassas. The Confederates called it the Battle of Manassas. What did the Union call it? Oh, right. The Union called it Bull Run, right? After this, the creek there? Is that your answer? <laughs> That's my that's my answer. You guys, Correct. I'm gonna uh, let's hold, hold on. Let's let's pause, D- Dave. I'm barely picking anything up. You're saying 
<clears throat> for me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm gonna stop the recording and I have an idea. Okay. Don't don't hang up the Continuing to play That's right, that's right. Well I gotta take my shirt off. I'm hotter than hell. But at least we can hear each other. I'll give it a go. Sound is better. So let's just start from that second and Jason can splice in the rest. Hmm. How's that? Sounds good. Sure. So that was bull run, right? Okay. So basically the echo is going to be fucked up. So just get used to that because we're dealing with the fact that Skype is complete fucking crap. So. Yep. And you just get to hear our Maleficent voices multiple times. Hear each other. So. So the question was about the American Civil War. Yep. So, so the first was the Battle of Manassas. You answered that one correctly with the Battle of Bull Run. Bull Run. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. is the Battle of Antietam. What's the Confederate version? Oh, damn! I remember this. One. I should remember the one too. And I can't. Screw that. <laughs> so you don't know that one? Okay. I don't remember shit from the Civil War. Battle of Shiloh. What is the U.S. version? It's a uh, Battle of Pittsburgh Landing. Uh, Battle of the U.S. has the Battle of Seven Pines. We'll skip that. That's wrong. <laughs> Answer, Ralph. It's the Battle of Pharaohs. <laughs> Dead air. Fuck. The, the Confederates have the Battle of Bell. Fuck Creek. So the Battle of what? Uh, the Cedar Creek. Cedar Creek. So that's three out of ten so far. Tell Braxton it was me. I did not. And that's why he chose nope, these fucking, I did play, not. These fucking he did, things. He did not know. The, the only person who did know was Pete Gate. So you can go. Yep. I I did not. I, I was. Email. I was texting with Pete earlier, and I did not say anything to Pete. <laughs> I've got a fucking bottle open, Dave did. and I'm going to fucking... I know. Crack another one. Loose lips, right? <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've got a bottle Dave. open, and I'm going to use it on Braxton next time I see him. I like him. Dave, you might want to record also, because there's still a little bit of lag, so I wonder if it'll record better on your end. You could just send me the files. Now I'm recording. So you want me to record down next? No, multi-channel. Oh, oh you know what? Yeah, you're right. Um, you could down mix and just just send me yours. That might work. Or guess what? You can record these now, Jackass. What if we all just down mixed? Yeah, that's probably smarter. Then Ralph, it would then it would just record locally, right? Ralph, start recording. <laughs> Okay. I think mine's going to be a little bit behind. This will be fun. It is. What's the third fucking question? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the worst podcast oh, ever in the history of podcasts. Right. No, no. There were others that were worse. Trust me. All right. Let's see. Um, all there were. By us, though. <laughs> we're competing with ourselves for worst yes. podcasts. Correct. All right. <laughs> So I made a trip rink, and I'm going to need more. This thing is... 
It's off the rails. Okay, so during World War II, many battles between the Allies and Axis are popularly known by a name not associated with the official code given to the operation. I, Jason, I can literally hear you breathing every time you breathe through your nostrils over the side. But he's so loud. Oh, we changed one. He's so loud. Maybe that'll solve all our problems. Like, as I'm trying to read the question, I can hear it. Yes, I heard that too. <laughs> I, I'm going to mute my mic while I'm not talking. Right. I think I talked about this last time. I thought it would be the better way to do this. Yes. But really the, the problem is... Oh, so the problem really is that Ralph creates the echo. I am evil. Ralph, why don't we try this? Put yourself on click to talk. Okay. And use your mouse button to click to talk. I don't want to do click to talk. Fuck that. Can yeah, I just do voice activity? Yeah, we could try that. Put yourself I'm going to try that. Activity. Click to talk works well, but with your mouse. Because now that voice activity. Okay. Because now that oh loses the echo. Perfect, right? I'm like a fucking sound genius. Yeah. I'm like an audio genius. Okay. I, I, I really think we should have Ralph on click to talk, but whatever. He's not going to let me do that. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, way better. See, listeners, I care about you guys. Also, that goddamn echoing is going to drive me fucking up the wall. Um, all right, so the question third number, question. Question number three. During World War II, many battles between the Allies and Axis are popularly known by a name not associated with the official code name given to the operation. Give the official Allied or Axis code name for each World War II operation listed. So I'm going to give you the uh, official code name, and then you're going to give the no. You're going to give the popular, I'm going to give you the popular name. name and, you're going to give and the I'm code going to give name. the code name. Yeah, and and Braxton is off my Christmas list. <laughs> Next time, click and send us a signal if you'd like to talk. We don't like it being interrupted like that. Okay. Um, Battle of the Bulge. For, for me? No. <laughs> I was messing with Ralph. <laughs> Battle of the Bulge, Ralph. I'm on Push to Talk now also. This is fun. So is the show just going to be me and then you guys just push to talk? Yes. Yeah, I'll just I'll just intermix quippy comments. Ralph, why don't you want to be on Push to Talk? You don't like being on Push to Talk? I don't want to fuck with my mouse. Okay. Battle of the Bulge is the question. I, I remember. I'm just <laughs> – I'm trying to avoid this. This might be the best sound we've ever had for an episode because yeah. it's, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going to be great is if we're all recording just our voices locally, they're not going to hear any of the shit we're hearing. So we're just talking about stuff that no one's actually hearing. Yeah, so basically... I might actually have to edit this one. You're going to have to, I think. Um, all right, so Ralph, do you have an answer? Oh, fuck no. I have no idea what the Battle of the Bulge was called. That's a wrong answer. Uh, Vacht am Rhyme. Was that actually the fucking name? Yep. God, it's the name of the fucking game. Yeah, that's the point. Fuck. That's both. Battle of Kursk. Battle of Kursk. Okay, I don't know. 
Operation Citadel. I knew that too. It's the battle of the fucking. It's the name of the fucking game. Yeah, that's the whole point of the fucking quiz, Ralph. The idea that playing the games helps you with history, but apparently. Yeah, but I don't play World War II games. I don't own any of these. This shit. Okay. Evacuation at Dunkirk. Fucking no idea. Operation Dynamo. Invasion of French North Africa. Operation Torch. Oh, there we go. Good job. Belarusian Strategic Offensive Operation. Axton is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking idea. Operation Bagration. Bagration? Bagration? It's that. Bagration. Bagration. Hey, but here's the good news, Ralph. It's the bonus question. <laughs> it counts just the same. <laughs> it's everything else. It's everything because else. it's not really a bonus. No, it is. It's a bonus question, so you can feel extra thrilled about it. I feel extra thrilled already. Oh, it's right in your wheelhouse, Braxton. I swear to God, Ralph, I did not tell Braxton that you were going to be the host. You're a lying sack of shit. No, I'm totally serious. I did not. During the American Revolution. <laughs> Very nice. In late 1778, the British Army adopted their southern strategy in an effort to subjugate the southern colonies. Name five commanders and leaders from either the British or Continental Armies who were involved in the Southern theater. So five commanders, leaders from either British or Continental armies who were involved in the Southern theater of the American Revolution. The Southern theater. That's awesome. Cornwallis. He surrendered it um, somewhere down south, right? You're correct. Um, Washington was the I that's the idea. I believe he surrendered at Yorktown. <laughs> Yorktown, sure. Somewhere. Um, Washington was around there, right? So let's say Washington. That's wrong. Great. Though I guess, the shot, though. No, he did go down to Yorktown, but I don't think that's uh, – this period's later. I mean, Washington I'm sorry. Was Washington was at Yorktown, but that's not part of the campaign. I'm, I'm sorry. Did it – I see. But it, it, did, did it specify that it had to be during, the camp, during a campaign or just a commander in the southern theater? It said mm. in late 1778 – they adopted oh, a fuck. southern strategy. I like your style, though, man. Damn, I'm trying yeah. to rules lawyer this shit. Yeah, I'll give you. A, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, hey, I'll, I'm perfectly happy to let you go again on that one. Yeah, the worst part is that doesn't actually help me because no, I, I don't know of any of any anybody else. Yeah, because um, I don't remember who defeated. Cornwallis at Yorktown. I don't remember any of the other guys. Even I've actually played with the people and. Now it's not all it's not all high ranking leaders. Some of them are just well known leaders. Define well known. Um, it says five commanders and leaders. So there are people who are famous or infamous who were in the Southern Theater. Yeah, and if you say, if it was the south the south of England during the English Civil War, I could tell you who they were. Uh -huh. But this is not the English Civil War. This is our this is you know the Revolutionary War and. Uh -huh. Yeah, dude, I guess – fuck that. I'm just – I'm done. Screw this. So the answer is uh, Nathaniel Green, Daniel Morgan. I, I almost said Green too, but – Horatio Gates, Benjamin Lincoln, Thomas Sumter, and for the British, uh, besides Cornwallis, Henry Clinton, Bannister Tarleton, Francis Rodden, 
Thomas Brown and Augustine Provost. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten a lot of those. I've heard of Clinton and I've heard of Tarleton, but dude, I wouldn't have guessed those. Two, three. I got five. Four, five. Yeah. Yeah. You got five out of 20. Yeah, I'm excited by that. Dude, worst topics ever for me. Yeah, that's not not your strengths. None of those. No, not exactly. So, I mean, and like I said, he had no idea. No, Braxton's he's 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 fucked. No. Try to get you some hear me, Braxton? Home. You're going down. So, um, so Ralph, you've been doing any gaming lately? I have been doing very little um, gaming, save on Friday nights playing uh, next morning in Pakistan. Just too busy. Too busy. Work has been killing me, and I've been working hard on Operation Dauntless, trying to get it uh, to the printers. Yeah, for me, for this podcast, I really don't have a game that I want to review. I just wanted to kind of recap uh, Consum World Expo that we all went to, and then uh, maybe go over some of the games I played at the expo that I kind of have maybe more impressions of now that I did face-to-face with them. I don't know about you guys. Ralph, do you have a particular game you'd like to review for the, the episode? You know, I could talk about one of the games that I played there a little bit more because I, I wanted to – I know a lot of people were interested in it. But um, How about you, Jason? Did you have like a particular game that you wanted to review? Really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ralph, you wanna, do you want to start with kind of your recap of Concept World Expo? Sorry, I had to step away for a second. Mm. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't miss anything, did I? No, just a. Do you have a game you want to review for the episode? I do. Okay. Is it like Duel of Ages three or something like that, or? <laughs> it's not good? out yet. Okay. All right. Sorry. Jump the gun. I all the Duel of Ages hate, man. No, it's not hate. I just think it's funny. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Ralph, why don't you just it's talk funny. real quick and uh, give us a little bit of summary? Do we want to talk about World? Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about. When you were gone, doing whatever you're doing. Uh, Getting your wank on. We were I was say, have talking a tug. about. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about what we were going to no, do. No, I was I was finding better internet at my house. I couldn't hear you guys. Are you kidding? Maybe you're the problem all along. It was you? I might be the problem. <laughs> all along, I didn't want to say it, but I think I might be the problem. Yeah, when your house you moved, your house. I like your old house. Go back to your old house. I know. All right, so we all went to Constant World Expo. It's out in uh, Arizona. They have a big gaming convention there. And uh, so a bunch of guildies came down. So we had a bunch of guys show up out there. And uh, Ralph was one of them. Uh, So we had Sammer, Duck, Doug, Braxton. Uh, We had uh, uh, Rick was there. Jason was there, obviously. Uh, Paul was there. Anybody I'm missing? Sammer. Oh, and Campbell. You mentioned Sammer. I drove out with Campbell. He was my roommate. I said Sammer. No, I mentioned Sammer. Sammer. He mentioned Sammer. Uh, yeah, that's right. Campbell was there I'm not too. good with lists. So Clearly. Campbell and I drove out and roomed together <laughs> the entire time. For days on end. So, so, Ralph, what was your general impression of the convention? You know, it was fun, but I found that I, I, I felt like it was too long. Right, I was there for eight days, and I had a hard time transitioning back into the real world. Is that a, is that a bad thing? It is because 
when I have a hard time with things, bad things happen. Oh, do you have a, do you have a new job now? <laughs> it, it's not that I have a new job. No, it's, it's that I just, I get meaner than normal. Oh, wow. That's pretty, <laughs> that's, that's very mean. That's yeah, saying something. Yeah, so we played uh, Next World Korea. It was myself, Duck, Ralph, and Samer. Um, and that's who you didn't mention was Duck. No, I mentioned him. I did. did Duck and I played on the the baddie side, and Ralph and Samer played on the goodies. And uh, I tried to invade the east side of Taiwan, which is apparently a really bad idea. Don't Not do a it, kids. Idea. Yeah, don't do it, kids. Uh, and I lost air supremacy about turn two or three. Two. It was turn two. Two. Turn two. Uh, I won't say that it was just because of my die rolling, but man, my die rolling was terrible. And uh, then all my Marines were starved to death, and basically all my paratroopers surrendered. <laughs> That's not true. There was at least one company that held out. Well, and there was one battalion that was trying to clear a town, and when the rest of them surrendered, the locals rose up and murdered all the paratroopers. It was pretty funny. never good. Yeah, it was fun though. I had a good time, and, and and you know, with it being Samer's first big convention, I wanted to make sure he had a good time and enjoyed himself. So of course, I I did try to play the stupidest game I could possible so that he'd be able to slaughter. Oh, was that what it was? I'm like, oh yeah, totally, absolutely. That was my strategy. That, that was awfully, like, awfully like kind of you. <laughs> yeah. just, just like that one guy threw the the waist high breaking like hanging curveball to Cal Ripken in his last start game, right? I wanted Samer to have a good time. So of course I just played the dumbest game I could possibly do. I mean, what kind of idiot would land on the east side of Taiwan? I think we're talking to him. Yeah, probably. But that was still fun, even though I did get completely crushed and it was obvious from about halfway through the game that it was just not going to end well for me. Uh, I had fun. Mm -hmm. So... And Jason, what, did, what were you playing there? So this is like I just first, played a bunch of open gaming. Yeah. So the basically, let, let's why don't we go through it from the beginning? So, uh, Ralph, you got there. You guys played next. You were set up next for Taiwan. Did you guys next for Korea? Did you guys play any other games for the first couple of days? Oh hell yeah! We we. We didn't even set up uh, Next War until Tuesday night because you weren't getting there until Wednesday, like right. soccer. So I played. Because I'm not an idiot. Why would I go there and hang out there for eight days? Like that's exactly just gonna... right. Yeah, it's just going to mess up your whole life. Yeah. Um, so I played Braxton at uh, Unhappy King Charles, and things did not go well for me as the Royalists, and he absolutely crushed me so much so that I said. You know, before the la end of the game, I said, you are going to win, though it's getting late. We should stop now. I don't normally give up on games. So I played Thai Vietnam with Jason, and we had a great time doing that. What, what scenario did you guys play? That was fun. We played Masher White Wing. Oh, that's a good one. That, that was a tie. It was. It was a draw. So you, you had the Marines coming down from the north, like trying to trap them? Well, it was – yeah, but the Marines come in late from right. the north, and they're not very useful. It's the it's the, it's your air cab that you're – Yeah, I think that's actually the best intro scenario for Vietnam 65 to 75 because the actual real – the one they sell as the intro is not that great. I think that's actually the better one to, to first try it out on. We had played the intro scenario online, and yeah. it was not that exciting, yes. No. 
Yeah, so Masher White Wing, I think, is the best one to try the game out on. That's the one. Yeah. It was a damn fine scenario, yeah. So I got my ass kicked at uh, Next War Korea, which was kind of my main game. But then I did play a lot of side games in the evenings. I played a couple games of Battle for Stalingrad, which is kind of a card game. And uh, while I like the game, I don't really necessarily think that anybody I played it with liked it that much. <laughs> so I don't know how successful that game was. Um, I, I, I did play Heroes of Normandy. Uh, which is a couple you know, people had fun with that. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I, I played it with Sammer, and Sammer was like completely burned out and like ready to go to sleep, like from too much war gaming. So he wasn't that into it. But Rick came up to me, and Rick was like, "Hey, I want to. I want. Did you bring Heroes of Normandy?" I was like, "I thought he was fucking with me. Like, why?" He's like, "I want to <laughs> play." It. I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" He goes, "No, seriously, I want to play it." And because uh, it's not like Heroes of Normandy is more like a cinematic type World War II game. It's not really a serious game. And I kind of thought that Rick was messing with me. Like Rick wouldn't really want to play a game like that. But basically, so we set up a scenario for Rick and I went to play it and he's like, what? No, fuck that. Let's just bring out a bunch of tanks. And so he basically decided to just do his own scenario with like just a bunch of shit attacking each other. And then the next day we did a D-Day. I had bought the D-Day set, but I had not actually, uh, I had not actually uh, played it or anything. So of course, Rick flips, flips immediately to the last page of the scenarios, which is like the biggest one called Bloodbath. And he's like, that's the one we're doing. So, so then it's like landing craft showing up. I mean, and I have to say the game was a blast because I was the allies, the U.S. landing. And it's like literally your guys are like, you look and he's got field guns and machine guns and bunkers. Your guys are trying to hide behind little uh, like like those tank obstacles. Uh yeah. Just for any cover you can get, um, I had a flamethrower team hop out of a uh, uh, an LCV and immediately get pounded by a mortar. And when they explode, when they die, they actually flip over and become fire that no one can get through. <laughs> like they block movement. That's awesome. Yes, you could just you could feel the terror that all these guys were feeling as they were trying to hop off the uh, the landing craft and get onto the beach. And they have a whole system for how you have to load the landing craft, and then they each have to be staged. So you might have four landing craft, but only three can actually have troops on them each turn. So yeah, you have to kind of figure out. But we did get off the beach. Uh, I had a couple of heroes do really well. We had a tank get off the beach. But the best, the funniest part was. Uh, when we would play this, they have a card in the game. It's a German card, and you can cancel out um, the, your opponent's card, and it's called Nine. So we, we had a whole thing where you'd have to slap it down and scream like, Nine! at the guy. And like people would be playing games near us, and they'd be like, holy shit, yeah. what's going on over there? It's very startling. Yeah, so it was fun. And there is another card that had a little uh, a female blonde German girl like collecting money for the Third Reich, and it's called Second Chance. So like Rick was like, "I'm playing the Second Chance card." I said, "No, you aren't. You got to say it like she would say it." And so Rick pulls it out. He gets the card. He looks like he's holding a little can. He goes, "Coins for the Führer." <laughs> so, I can just see Rick doing that too. I was so awesome. It was so funny. So like it's like Rick. I was I was throwing down the nine and then there were a bunch of guys i think they were playing uh here i stand or virgin queen or something with braxton a bunch of young guys they were playing it was virgin queen and rick dropped a nine on like the room like screaming at top volume it was so funny 
So, <laughs> so I got to say, after playing it, uh, I really like it a lot more. I mean, I played it solo a little bit, uh, but with the card play and the the fun action, they have, they have cool rules like your engineers get shovels. They have little shovel markers, and the shovel is kind of like the the you know it's squares that you move through. And the shovel is like the width of a square. So your choice is you can flip the shovel and turn it into a sand sand berm, which gives you a def defensive advantage if someone shoots across it. So kind of like you guys are digging sand and piling it up. Or you could use a shovel in close combat, and it gives you a plus one your die roll because you're literally hitting the guys with the shovels. <laughs> no, they've got all sorts of rules like that. And like your flamethrower teams are very cool because they've got a big flamethrower template that you can put out. Like I mentioned, if they get hit when they flip over, then they're like burning. The flip side of the flamethrower team is just flame and guys like screaming. And uh, there was another cool thing they had. They have the uh, what do they call them? The the Bangalore torpedoes, the, the the Bangalore things that they send out to blow up the obstacles. Yeah. So the engineers can put one out, and then their next choice is they can put another one out, and it just you add one and push it forward a square. So it's like right. literally they're pushing the the Bangalore towards the <laughs> obstacle each Because time. they were pipes filled with explosive, right? Yeah, That's right. what they would do. They would but just the link them together. But the game so. completely models it. It's very cool. So I thought it was a lot of fun. Class. I really, I really loved it. That's a nice, a nice, a nice bit right there. Mm -hmm. You did have a game you wanted to review, and it was Heroes of Normandy. Yeah, but I kind of already talked about it. But basically, I'm just talking about it now because I'm saying these are games. I understand. I'm giving you I, shit. Don't do that. It hurts my feelings. Yeah, if you had. <laughs> the other game I played was. Uh, I played La Retour, uh, De La Emperor, whatever it is, the Waterloo game. De La Emperor. Yeah, for Vive La Emperor. Uh, had a, and loved it. It was great. We had a lot of fun. I played it with Campbell. We played Quattro Bra, and uh, he had a real tough time. Initially, he was very strong as the French, um, but then again, I'd never played the full game all the way through. And then as all the good British units start coming on towards the end, it was kind of a nail biter at the end. So I feel like the Viva Lanzarote system really paid off. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people came in and asked about it because it looked so nice. But I, I kind of. I liked it, but I was kind of, you know, I am a Labatai guy. I like that system. But as far as bang for the buck, finding that sweet spot between like rules complexity and results, uh, that Viva Emperor system by uh, Pratson, I think it's distributed by Pratson, uh, is absolutely the way to go. I mean, it's basically four battles, two two mappers. Am I am I breaking up? Jason, can you hear me? Right now, yes. Was I was I going out? It was it was pretty spotty, but Ralph was replying like he was hearing you. Okay. Yeah, so, I've I've heard him no problem. Okay. Yeah. So it must be me. Thank God it's not me. All right. Well, we're recording ourselves, so we're fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a really great sweet spot between uh, the complexity of La Bataille and the results you get there, which are at a very like battalion type level, and uh, there's less complex rules, but you get a lot of the same results. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. So it kind of really renewed my enthusiasm for that game. So when I came back, I bought the next. I pre-ordered the next one they're making. So so that was cool. 
the one from Legion? Yeah. The the Spanish, the Spain one. It's like a four battle set from Spain. So, Who's uh, publishing it? Legion. Isn't Legion yeah. doing it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So yeah, I ordered it from them. That's cool. And then we played Angola. We did. The last night. And uh, what I will say about Angola, that was Rick, Ralph, Campbell, and I. Uh, Campbell and I had never played. Uh, I would say turns one through four, I thought, oh, I'm buying this game. This is awesome. And yep. turns five through eight, I started to doubt that decision. And then turns yep. after that, I decided there was no way I would buy it. We, we didn't get past turn eight <laughs> yeah. because it, it, it really grinds to a, to a not fun game when you start getting two biggest stacks in that game. Yeah, I mean, early on, it's brilliant. Yeah, when when you don't have too many units, it's pretty cool. You can you kind of like sort your cards to decide who's going to go next. And for guys that don't know, it's kind of basically uh, like fighting in Angola, but it's between different factions. So two of each, there's four factions total. Two are erstwhile allies, and then and so there's basically two sides, each two players on each side. But it was very – I thought a lot of the, the components were really cool. Like you don't know where the different sides are going to start out at. You don't know where they have their 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 loyalties as far as villages and towns. But, yeah, at some point there gets to be the scale creep where now everyone's fighting with giant stacks against each other and the battles start to drag out. and That became not fun. Yep. That, that's been my experience every time. I think the, the way to solve that is to – you know how you, you anyway the, how the victory point track started at ten and you had to and, or twenty and, and it went down. I think if you started at like sixteen, it would quickly end up with you know in like maybe seventeen. You know it, you, you, if you cut you could cut off the the top end of that and and make it so that someone would win an auto victory fat you know at some point. Otherwise, what? absolutely brilliant game. Yeah, so those were basically the games I played. I mean, Angola was cool because I'd never played it, and I'd heard a lot about it, so I was happy to play it. Uh, it, it the, the convention confirmed that I love La Retour. I'm happy I have that game. Uh, Heroes of Normandy was great, so much fun, and uh, that's about it for me for that. Um, what did Jason play? Yeah, Jason, what did you play there? I played a lot. I won't go into that much detail for everything. Okay. I played Fire in the Lake um, almost as soon as I got there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, played Gunslinger a couple times that night. That was um, it was it was fun. I think because of the group of guys we had. Um, I will be trying to get rid of that game. I think it's just it shows its age. Gunslinger. It's 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 a yeah. fun game, but it, it's a fun game with it's it's like a lot of things. Like it was like Cosmic Encounter, right? It's a fun game with the right people. Mm. Yeah, I want to hear about Cosmic <clears throat> and, Encounter. I'll talk about that later. That was the last, literally the last game I played. So Gunsling- Gunslinger was fun because of the guys, but I, I, I can't see myself pulling that out over and over again to play. Or like Ralph said, we played Vietnam, and then we played we play tested a, a Blood and Roses game. <clears throat> um, played Tank Duel with with a. Uh, Mike Berticelli. Berticelli. He's in the guild, and you forgot to list him. What? Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't really <laughs> hang out with us. No, he didn't. No, he was busy. He was doing his GMT stuff. 
And then Ralph and I played Hammer of the Scots. And that was fun. I got my ass handed to me. Played Sakikahara that, uh, I guess, whatever night that was. That was a lot of fun. I, I love that game. I don't know what it is about Sakikahara, but I, I love that game. Oh, yeah, that's a total buddy fun um, game. Like, you totally fuck guys over in the game. And you can just like rope a dope. You just pull them right in and just wham. Lots of fun. Uh, played Duel of Ages 2 with Campbell and Rick. And that was loads of fun. We can get into that later if we need to. I can redo my Duel of Ages 2 review. I think we should totally uh, do that. <laughs> just for general. And then Douglas and I played uh, Liberty Roads on Thursday. And then Cosmic Encounter with a, a big group of guys. And that was, <laughs> so the, I had so much fun playing that game. So I came home that weekend, had to go to Las Vegas for a wedding. The next weekend I told my wife and a couple friends, Hey, we have to play this game. So I convinced my wife who hates learning new games to play cosmic encounter, but we could only get three people to play. That's not a good time. And Cosmic Encounter is not very good with three people. It's a horrible time. So I'm like raving about this game. Like, oh, I had so much fun. And then played it with three people. And the most fun we had that night was making fun of how much I enjoyed the game. Because I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, we would do this and then this would happen. And they would just blank stare me into just... She and my friend were just like on the floor in stitches, like just laughing so hard at how ridiculous it was, how much I loved playing that game. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, that, it really does not work I well with it. three people. It doesn't. I, and I think even with four, it would still be a little rough. Five, especially with the group of guys we had, so I, much fun. It, I think it was, it was, it was really the group of guys we had that made it. I mean, Samer yeah. was awesome. Oh, what was he doing during the game? Yeah, so it was it was me, Ralph, Samer, my buddy Matt, um, Campbell, Campbell, and is that five? Yeah, that's five. Yes, it was great. Samer Campbell was, just was like, playing this straight man. Samer was like, just like, why are you doing whatever me this way? Come on, <laughs> hey, why why are you being this way? Come on, didn't I help you? It was you know exactly. He, he was and awesome. he had to make. The, the Macron, whatever? It, yeah, Macron. He played it perfectly. It was fun. It was good stuff. So that was it for me. And then we went and had... We had a couple of really good meals that Ralph enjoyed. One of them being at a, a frou-frou kind of new-agey place that, that Ralph really enjoyed. That was awesome. And we had our... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Campbell really enjoyed it, also. And then we had our uh, our guild to get, get get together. That was fun. It's just gonna leave me hanging. It was. It was a lot of fun. I think Dave bailed. No, Dave didn't bail. Played a little uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, we did. Drinks. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool too. Because you fish and chips. That place was cool because uh, you could also twit. Twitter, twit, Twitter, twit. You could twit. You could Twitter right to the you could screen, twat. like yeah. so guys could like send messages like, "Oh, Jason rules," or like, "I thought it was fine." If they could do all that, I'm not used to hanging out at bars <laughs> like that. So I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, You're duck, not used duck to was all bars, over that. Hanging out bar with bar in bars that were made, you know, that were like put together this century. Okay, that might be true. <laughs> 
Yeah. And and we had new waitresses everywhere we went, which was a lot of fun. Literally everywhere we went. Yeah, that one that got you that said, oh, that one at the at the pizza place though that first night. Uh, I think it was before Dave showed up. Was like and said, oh, I got you this whatever kind of whiskey because it was only for. I asked, you know, the it, the well. It was like a instead of the well for four, she got you the four fifty, and it was some fancy whiskey that you and Duck just raved about. What was that? Yeah, the Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. She was actually a good waitress. A lot of them were. Good yeah, she did okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a cool. Yeah, time especially that that Guild Night. Basically, yeah. we would all go out as a big group, so we could all go out and kind of like like ten of us would just walk into a place and be like, "Hey, we're here to eat." You know, it was kind of cool. Like everybody ate lunch, everybody ate dinner together. It was always like kind of like we rounded everybody. Well, mostly out. everybody. I, I declined a couple. You did, and because and, you're and a podcast bitch, tons of shit of it. Because I'm yeah. a podcast bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you went, I, to I caught the appropriate amount of shit for it. When you went to eat with us, if you had a guild T-shirt on, I bought you a beer. That is Wasn't true. that just lunch? Yeah, that was also just for lunch. You know, and Rick Rick punked yeah. out a lot because he would bring his own food for lunch and dinner, and so he only went out. He a couple brought times the Belvita and the wheat thins. Yeah. Yeah, that's not dinner. No, it's true. It's it's kind of funny because Rick, when I like last year when I was out there, he was like, "Oh, I don't even listen to your fucking podcast, whatever." But then when when we were out this time, he's like, he's like, like Campbell's there. He's like, "This guy's name's Campbell. You have to call him Campbell the whole time." Like like Rick was like enforcing like guild names. <laughs> like no, no, his name's Campbell. Don't call him Jason. That's awesome. Yeah, so Rick's kind of having a good time he, with the guild. He's yeah. So, Jason, after you left, though, uh, Ralph and I went out uh, for a couple meals, and we went to that Irish, you know, that little Irish place that's right outside yeah, of the Rul- convention? Yeah, Rulabula. We went in yeah. there, and it was so loud, and we saw the biggest douche hipster guy I've ever seen in my entire life. Remember that guy, Ralph? That sounds about it right. It was, it was bigger than bigger douche than you, Jason. This guy had... Was, wow. This guy was. I want to shake that man's hand. He was fully tatted. He was wearing a tank top. He had long black hair and a big ISIS, ISIS beard, like an ISIS beard. He did. And it, his baseball cap on backwards, <laughs> chugging drinks, taking shots. I don't shots. think I've ever heard. I've never heard the term ISIS beard. <laughs> he was. And he's high. He's high five and all his bros. I was like, oh my god, this guy's the biggest dude nice. I've ever seen. He was he was right next to Gotta us. Love a bro. There, was, there was this huge echo in that place. And so we actually just got up and walked we got up and walked out and the waitress and we just said and you know, I grabbed the waitress and said, We're outside now because we're done with this. Yeah, the, the echo was worse than a mumble uh, server room. It That's was. How bad it, it was amazing. Yeah. Wow. And this That's dude saying was, something. This dude and his friends, they were they were just pieces of work. And what was it Dave didn't you say, you know, I can tell that if we stay inside, there's going to be a fight. Yeah, there was going to be a fight. And I didn't know how many of our crowd was actually going to be in for the fight. So I was pretty sure Ralph uh, would be down. I, I, I felt like I would be down. Uh, Campbell, I'm forgetting Campbell my ass probably, kicked any time. Yeah, Campbell's down because Campbell might not be fast enough to get out of the danger zone in time. <laughs> Campbell would be loyal. He would. He would uh, I wish I had been there. But yeah, these guys were complete douchey, like scummy hipster guys. The worst. Like 
The worst yeah. is a guy who's a I hipster. Hate, I hate but those guys. Like, if you're a hipster, you, you should be kind of clever. Like, you think these hipsters yeah. are smarter? This guy's like a jock who became a hipster. It was like, like hipsters yeah. gone wrong. Like yeah, he's a hybrid. Hipster's he's like a wrong. hybrid. He's bred with the wrong <laughs> people. Yeah, so then we go outside, and it was funny, too, because the waitress, Ralph's basically like, uh, you, we're outside, so good luck with us. So we go out to this table that's really far yeah. away, and she basically comes out and says, oh, you guys are out here now. She's like, uh, well, this isn't my area, so I'm going to uh, have to find somebody to serve you. We're like, all right, sounds good. So she leaves. She comes back five minutes later. Sweet. She's like, well, nobody will serve you, so I guess I have to do it. So <laughs> it was like the beginning of a wonderful relationship. Those were unruly. Dude, she started out kind of bitchy, right? And she got better as time went on, right? No, Ralph, she was the worst waitress, but it became kind of endearing after a while that she she hated <laughs> us so she was much. Just so bad, yes. <laughs> she'd be like, she'd basically be like, "So I guess you guys want some beers or something, or like, oh, now you're going to tell me you want yes. food? Yes, we do. All right, it was, I thought it was fun. I thought it was hilarious, dude. Oh, she was so funny. And she basically, she told us at some point, we're like, and we're trying to be cool. We're like, oh, you get a long shift. She's like, oh, yeah, I had to work like a double or something. I'm like, oh, it's tough. She's like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so what do you guys want? Like, just like, she's just not nice. But... I really Yikes. thought that was great. Yeah, I've I've had hit and miss experiences there. I, I, I like their beer selection. Their food is okay, but it's, it's definitely overpriced. But the, the crowd can get super douchey. Dude, it was like fraternity brother, like serious heavy douche. It was bad. Really it bad. was. It was like. It was like hipster fraternity. It, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like that. Mixed, that hurt to my heart. Yeah, combine Shaw's of Sunset with Animal House, and that's basically the vibe that I was getting from there. Like, nice. Like Persians crossed with like crazy fraternity boys. So, uh, hey. So the other thing is, um, I don't know if. Uh, Actually, I don't think Jason and I talked about this, but I actually got into two arguments at Consum World Expo, and both times it was people that Ralph brought to a meal with us. Yeah, dudes that I know exactly. So normally, I think I'm a pretty polite guy. I'm not really like I, I know some people think I'm an asshole, but basically, when I'm out like at a convention, I think I'm actually pretty nice. I'm not really going to be uh, mean to people, or right, Ralph? You don't think that? No, I, I you. You were behaving pretty well. I mean, I have to say that that you, you know, it's, you know, I was, I was, I was a lot more, I was a lot meaner than you were, dude. So, so we go out to a lunch, and it's basically a bunch of us, and Ralph brings someone, and the guy's from Canada. So, oh. so first thing he does is he mentions that he's going to throw away all our money once he's done with the trip because it's worthless to him. So I'm like, ah, whatever, that's fine, that's his thing. <laughs> so that's so, fun. And I mentioned to him that that might be a felony that I could report him to the Secret Service for destroying U.S. currency. But I didn't. I don't know if I said that out loud or that was in my head. I don't know. I think you said it out loud, Dave. So we sit down and we're eating. And, like, there was a little bit of joking around. And I might joke around with Canadian friends about, like, the money or Canada or whatever. Like, but it's never, like, I don't joke around about, like, Canadian people and, like, actually who they are. So this guy started going on and on. About he basically like like all right Ralph why don't you do you remember what he was talking about I don't remember what he said no but he was you know Rick Rick will just <clears throat> Rick will just carry on he just talks shit I mean he really does he, Rick is a great guy but he just talked total he just talks total shit and he'll he'll like he'll like run down Americans in kind of a funny way but he he runs down Canadians too so 
Well, the, well, the, the gist of it was I was basically sitting next to the guy, and, and uh, I think he was trying to say that he was going to try to get to Cuba before we ruined Cuba for them, like before the yeah. Americans could get there. <laughs> so basically his generalization of Americans, he gave us one compliment and one like one up and one down as far as things. But the down, even the up was like an insult to us. So basically yes. his, his, compl- his, his insult to us was that Americans go to places and treat everyone like shit and look down on them and then basically like basically treat everyone who's not American like crap. His up one was the good thing about Americans is we act like such jackasses at the locations that it's very entertaining because we volunteer for all the stuff. Like they're like, Oh yeah, we'll do that because we're complete fucking idiots and we'll like embarrass ourselves in front of everyone so they're fun to watch. That was his fucking like compliment to us. So Yeah. So at that point, I think it said something like, uh, you want to explain what you're talking? Like, then it started to get like, <laughs> from there on. it was tense. It felt a little bit tense. There was some tension. Maybe. It did, but Rick, it was, it was the, it's funny because it was the only time I've seen Rick backpedal and, and like, and like, oh, and, nice. and being like, Hey, no, you know, I didn't mean it like that. And cause he's, yeah, I, I, I see him around up here a lot. Um, on the U S side. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, he, he comes down to a couple of game conventions down here. He's an ASL player, Dave, um, and and that's that's you know. That's he, curious. And, and and Rick just uh, he he doesn't have a lot of the social skills, and so and he's he's and that's why I like him because he's just you know you, you you always know where you stand with Rick White. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like you're here now. You're here enjoying this nice convention in the U.S. Like you're here amongst the, I don't know. I just, I know. I understand, the, dude. The funniest I... part about it is Ralph doesn't say really much. So Ralph, it's Ralph's friend. I don't know the guy. So, uh, and I don't know how well how, how good friends they are. But basically, we go, we leave, we walk. And he walks with us, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of a prick," you know. He's like, t- he's saying all this stuff because I think he feels that. I mean, basically, if you're coming out with us, we're kind of a tight group. Like all the guildies know each other. So. <laughs> So he gets back there and he hangs out for a little bit. He leaves. The second he's out the door, Ralph's like, "Hey, so what do you think of that argument you had with that guy?" Like Ralph is me. He's been dying to ask me about the argument the entire time he's been with the guy. He's like, "So that was what do you think about that?" He wants to talk to me about it. But yeah, so you did that, right? I did. I totally, totally did it. Yeah, you were loving that I got into an argument with the guy. I was. I was loving that you were throwing down with Rick. I mean, it's just it's just funny to see because Rick Rick is just he's just a loudmouth man. It's just the way he is. But he he sat with us a couple times. He did. We were in that side ballroom, and he just likes to bust jobs. He does, dude. That's that's just where he's at, dude. And it just you just you know I guess I don't really take. It's funny. I don't really take things personal that people say, right? Because it just doesn't matter to me. No. And so, you know, he can he can mouth off all he wants, and he doesn't really mean it. He's just he's just he's just being allowed talking mouth. to talk. Yeah. So then we had a second guy that Ralph brought, and he brought he went out to the lunch where we were dealing with the douchebag guy. You know, and mm. he he actually had come out a couple of other times before you got there, Dave. Okay, that's fine. Is this your? Uh... EC, this is Steve, buddy. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. So we're we're at this table and we're with the rudest waitress in the universe. And basically, uh, I just mentioned something about how, like, oh, uh, I woke up one morning and I didn't have a shirt iron, so I had to wake my wife up so she could iron a shirt for me. 
So I think that kind of chapped his ass and I would wipe, wake my wife up to iron a shirt for me. <laughs> so he wants to get into an argument with me about whether or not I should buy shirts that require ironing, like whether yeah. permanent press is around or. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I'm just like, we're just talking about stuff. Like, yeah. This, this is the, yeah, this is, this is, this is the dude from, uh, the, um, from, um, Boise State, right? That, uh, from, from, uh, Idaho that I played ECC La France with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically like, so he's like, oh, I guess you've never heard of permanent press. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't have permanent. He's like, I said, my shirt's on permanent press. He's like, it's been around for like 40 years. Who has invented it? I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what the fuck? But I, at some point I was just like, you know what, dude? I'm done. I'm not going to fucking get into it with you. I'm just going to eat my fucking sandwich. And that's it. So I just got kind of like assessed and just stopped talking. Dave, I hate to say it, but I think it might be you. Cause I had civil conversations with both of those guys. Yeah. Well, uh, dude, I think I was talking with, and after, after we wandered back, I was talking with Dave about this and I think, um, or I think maybe it was maybe it was I think it occurred to me later, right? And it was I think the the deal there, right, is that he's he's a little more liberal than like maybe I am, and I think it it like offended his sensibility that Dave's wife was you know that Dave like forced his wife to do house like woman's work kind of thing. What I would say <laughs> was woman's work, right? Which, I, I you know, my wife would kick the shit out of me for. It, it was her job. But she is it's her, her job. job. Yeah, it's her job. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, and so, she doesn't want me using that stuff. Like, she doesn't want me to mess with her shit. Like, I understand. And, and, and for you I, young I, guys out I there, understand. that's the way to do it. Like, if your yeah. wife wants you to do laundry, make sure she only lets you do it one time. You take that laundry and you just launder the shit out of that stuff, and she will never ever let you do the laundry again. That's, that's a lesson learned. <laughs> throw her, her throw the hang to dry stuff in the dryer. Her, all her bras and underwear will be like all fucked up and wrong colors. Throw like some brand new red t shirts you brought right in there. Throw it all in the window and just wash it in hot. <laughs> it's called the man plan, boys. It's a man plan. That's right. But yeah, I think I think it was the the when you said that's her job, and and I think I, I just saw his hackles raise right because he's mm. you know Idaho's but, but not Idaho's not the that, state for him. That's all I'm saying. Right, but literally that is the job. So no, he didn't know you were being literal. Yeah, no, and it's it's and I said yeah. I mean, her job is mom and wife, right? And that's she she does the stuff around the house. Dave, you know, and I even I even I even threw that in right. To try and like soften things. Imagine me being the diplomatic one, Jason. Yeah, it, it, that, it, that it went, hurts. It was awkward. <laughs> so, so I the, bet. But the funniest part is, so we go back again, go back to the gaming room, and he's gonna play. Some, and I'm looking at this guy like, if you fucking say one more thing, I think I'm gonna fucking shank you. Like I'm so pissed. Like I don't forget this stuff very well. So I'm looking at. And I'm, I'm assessing, I'm like, yeah, I think I, I outweigh this guy by about 50 pounds. Like, I could probably crush his chest if I fall on him. Like, I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm not doing anything, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm keeping my powder dry if something happens. So we walk back to the room and we're all in there. And, uh, if, like, if he starts anything, I'm ready. So I just go play Angola. And he plays with Samar. 
So they play their game, and their game probably took like three or four hours. Ralph does not mention anything to me about the argument at all the whole time. The second the guy's like, okay, game's over, he leaves, Ralph turns to me and is like, hey, so what do you think about the argument you got with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> like immediately on it. it I'm a like, patient man, Dave. I'm a patient man. Ralph literally waited like four hours to ask me about the argument. Because they were playing Storm that Over Game like a great move. Yeah, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had I had two, I think, very civil conversations with that guy. I will never speak to him. Ever. Yeah, and, and that's fine, dude. Yeah. I just thought he was being a big dick. I mean, basically, he, we're having a conversation that's completely unrelated. And he and, jumped and in, he, yeah. I mean, he, he made assumptions. In. He made assumptions yeah. and put his worldview on you, right? And believe it or sure. not, no matter, no matter how big of a jerk I am, and trust me, I'm a huge jerk. I don't put my worldview on other people, right? They can have their opinions and they can have their life, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, who wears permanent press? Yeah. Like, I don't even have, I don't think I own any permanent press. <laughs> is is that really a thing? Like, I, I, I have, like, like wrinkle free shirts, but not permanent press. Yeah, wrinkle free. It, it, it's the same kind of thing. It's just that it's <laughs> yeah. permanent press was is is more like polyester and shit, and, and uh, wrinkle free is cotton. Right? Some 1950s shit. Yeah. I think technically it's 1970s shit. Yeah. You get your leisure, sh- it's all leisure suit out, and it's and leisure leisure suit oh, out, and it's classy. fucking. And it's probably permanent press, dude. I like it. So you, so you try not to get angry at these things, but then I'm kind of like, really, for a meal? Like I had to sit down, because you're sitting down at tables with people. So now Ralph's not allowed to invite any more people. Like, only guildies. Like, I yeah. can't. But it was just two in a We row. can blame my friend, because if, if, if I hadn't been at a wedding, I could have been there and sat next to you, and we could have bullshitted the whole time, and it would have been great. Yeah, but that's what we were doing. But this guy fucking horns in. He's not even part of the group, so that pissed me off. But your buddy was fine. He seemed very cool. Was that Matt? Yeah, Matt's Matt's good people. Yeah, he was very cool. So that he's liberal as fuck. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, that's you know cool. what? I'm I'm letting my wife hang like be at home and like like take care of the kids. So that's my art. I'm right there with you. Mine, so. like, yeah, yeah. I won't get into that. Your your kids will have your values because your wife is is taking care of them. Well, I was basically mm-hmm. like when he said it, I was so shocked that I didn't Dude, respond quick enough. I thought you I were going to come across the table. If I had been ready for it, I would have been better prepared. <laughs> that would have been a I better story. Like, because he kind of like attacked me about it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" He did, and the worst part is he wouldn't let it go too, right? And and I. I almost said something, but you know, Dave, I figure you're a big boy. You can boy in blue one can can fight its own battles. No, I was fine. Yeah. I was just like looking at him, like I'll I'll just keep my powder dry. I, I could feel the hate. I could feel the hate. Oh yeah, don't worry, it's there. It's it's. A, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna blow it on like like quest for fire on this. So for that, next year, are you not? Are, are you not planning on coming next year? Yeah, Jason. Um, why don't you sit down because. Ralph and I, we have a I'm, oh, I'm conversation sitting. we have to have with you. <laughs> my assessment, Do we need my, to talk about this off the air? My assessment of, of Consum World basically is um, it's a bunch of old dudes playing a bunch of giant monster games 
for like eight days. The, mm. best, the best part of this convention was probably being there with all the guild guys and made basically yep. it was a lot of the, the extra gaming that was going on and being able to hang out with everybody. So I, instead of yep. the Hansom World next year, I will be going to Game On in Seattle. I, I will abide. I, I know this isn't easy I'll for you. It. And I, I can't make it next year, but 2017, I... I'll still go to Consum World because it's basically free for me to go. I mean, I can pay a hundred dollars to go for the week. I don't have to pay for a hotel or anything. But I think Game On seems like the place that we can congregate until we can get a an advance after convention going on. Yeah, I had to pay for Game On, which I didn't think was very cool, but I did pay. But it's like forty I, bucks. Though. I paid reluctant. <laughs> I paid reluctantly. Or whatever. <laughs> You, you would think dude, we would you'll have swill more beer than that. Yeah, maybe guys will buy me beers while I'm there if I'm wearing my guild T-shirt. Maybe. Do we do we have to wear vests? Is that a thing? You do not have to wear a vest. But Jeff, should I wear a vest though? No. Jeff will charge you thirty-five bucks, but only if you teach a seminar at the convention. I'll I'll teach how to play Duel of Ages too. Oh yeah, I'm sure he'll sign up for that right away. Or how to a podcast via Mumble. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. I'm just doing I'm just doing click to talk now. That's all I'm doing. And now this, yeah. I tried to get click to talk to work. <clears> and I, I hate to keep mentioning, work. but it's driving me fucking crazy. Anyway, what's what's driving so, crazy, Jason? I can barely hear you guys. Like you mean the I'm getting about. The- no, it's it's content. I th- I think it's me, and it's, it's totally hurting my heart. I'm I'm where you were an hour and twenty minutes ago, <clears throat> raging inside. What? That that was only me was an hour on. and twenty minutes ago. I think that was me the entire past six months of my life. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. that makes Dude, sense. I would pay to see you raging sense. inside, Jason. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> It's it's happened a few times, and I, I've been talking a lot about it at work. Um, so where I work now, it's happened one time. I I went off on a guy for about forty minutes on on the phone, and 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 the conversation was mostly consisted of just me saying no fuck you over and over again, and so that's entered the lexicon between me and my wife. That anytime anything happens where you have to confront somebody, it's just no fuck you, no fuck you. Was was this guy no. a vendor? <laughs> was he a vendor you're dealing? With? No, he's actually a coworker who I who I get along with now. We, because we bro hugged it out and it, and it was all good. And I, I I raged on on somebody I used to work with. So it happens like once every five or six years. Um, and I'm probably due for one sometime next year. Um, but yeah, me, me, me raging is, is this just elevated a little bit? It's, it, it's not, it doesn't get too ugly, but, but it's, it's, it's fun for all involved. Yeah. Yeah. So also the other thing was we, we went out for the, uh, AAC social, so we had a good time at that. But, uh, also the, the next night was actually the big drunk fest night and that was the cosmic encounter night. And that was also I the missed night. the big drunk drunk night. That was the night where we brought out the uh, gin, 
and we were drinking the gin while we were trying to play Quattro Bra, and Ralph was drinking. That that sounds like a good combination. We had a lot of um, a lot of uh, gin and tonics. The duck drank nice. so much that he literally fell out of his chair at some point and was just laughing. laying on the ground <laughs> laughing. Right. Yeah. He would he would sit there saying saying I can't feel my face and he would be touching his face, you know and and so and I remember reaching over and, and, and touching his face saying I can't feel your face either duck and that's what <laughs> make it made him fall out of his chair. Yeah, we we were in that weird zone where like you're laughing and you don't even know what you're laughing about anymore, but you, you get hysterical. Where you can barely talk. Like you're like laughing so that's hard. That's awesome. That's Quattro awesome. Bra ground to a Is, halt. Yeah, yeah I, I, kept, I can imagine. Isn't taking that room over worth coming back next year, though? No. Maybe not. It's not worth $1,300 to go take over that 20 by 20 room for a night. I kept pretending that I kept pulling out the same reinforcements over and over again, but I was too drunk to actually put them on the map sheet. So (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of Yeah, that room was ours after dark. It was. We, I mean, that, that one, that one, that when we played, um, when we were playing quad, uh, Cosmic Encounter, right? And, and, and you start, you start going in, uh, with balls deep, right? Oh, yeah. Balls, balls deep. deep. And that guy who's got his we solitaire the, game the set up. on the table. Yeah. And the guy's got a solitaire game set up and he kind of looks over and, and, and about 10 minutes <laughs> later, he's just gone. He was not happy with us. No. I can understand. I can't. It, it's just it's it's the wrong it's it's just the wrong kind of crowd. Right? Yeah, so, so we were a, very loud. It's a good convention, but it's an older crowd, and I think, uh, and I don't mean older like it, yes. older in age, but older in spirit. And these guys like these old games that that are like really long, and they need to be there for eight days. And I think maybe for me, the best part was the guildies and all the guys we were there with. So I kind of thought like, well. It's not really the location. It's and the game on to me. I think is a better place for us to raise the battle flag. So yeah, it's the people, yeah. right? And and that was what everything. Everybody I, I talked to, right? In every game, there was they would you you would have because of the way that they match games, except for what we did, right? Where we said this is our game. No one else is playing it with us, right? Um, in they when they match games, you get just whoever you get. And just like your experience with Labatai, right? You get that every game had that one guy who messed up the game for everyone else. Yep. We can't have that. Fuck no. Fuck those guys. Okay, so uh, who's got game So reviews? this just means that John Allgood needs to start a convention in Dallas somewhere. He needs to step up. In Dallas, Fort Worth. That's right. Because I will fly my ass out there and sit for a week. We're, a we're, week. we're all crashing at Allgood's house, right? I think I think he opened his house up, his house that's up what, for the rest. That's of us. what I heard. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's the word on the street. That's the scuttlebutt. Okay, so who's got a game review? I think Jason should go because I'll go. I hear Jason starting to have trouble. You hear Jason fading? <laughs> I do. <clears throat> My my drink is empty. This this podcast is not coming out tonight. Clearly, it's coming out tomorrow. No, tomorrow. no, no, no. It it's going to need some work too. <laughs> so, I will be talking about Operation Nam. This is a print and play game produced by Berserker Games. Uh, 
Um, it is available on their website for $15. So the subtitle to this game is A Solitaire Game of Tactical Combat in Vietnam, 1965 to 1973. And it is, it is uh, designed, I think, and produced by Eric Von Rossing. I think he's a one-man operation. So this is a print-and-play game about basically search-and-destroy missions in, in Vietnam. And I've been looking for a long time about Have fun, Dave. Um, I've been looking for a long time for a search and destroy solitaire game about about Vietnam, and I was very hopeful about this game. Um, and it has a lot of elements that I was very excited about. Um, you can't really see much about the game before you buy it, so I bought it. It's fifteen dollars. That's a pretty pretty low. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty low barrier to entry to, to enter this thing. There's a lot sure. of typing going on. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so the first thing to mention with this with this game is when you get the files, you you get them in an email. You open the PDFs that 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 are the game components, and the art is god awful. It is. Some of the worst, like eight-bit clip art I have ever seen in a game. <laughs> so Dave wouldn't like it. Dave would not like this game, um, and I meant to bring some of the counters in, but so like the U.S. counters are green, which makes sense. But <laughs> so the infantry has little eight-bit guys on them, and then on the back side of that counter is like bloody on the ground bleeding ape guys <laughs> it's but but they can't even be on that green background they have a white box around them because it's just cut and paste from some paint program it's god awful so <clears throat> i meant to send it to you guys just so that you could see so you could laugh along with it it's terrible the art is but terrible can we can we find it on the internet I think so. It's Operation Nam on on BGG. I'm sure you can find it. Let's you know, all look I together. I don't think anything can ma- can match your description right there. It's god awful. So we'll we'll keep going. You you can see it on the internet. Um. So outside of, outside of that, and I'm sure you know it's just him just putting this stuff together. So I I, I get it. It's it's not really about the counter art. Or even the map art for that. Um, there are some good design decisions in this game. Basically, the turn is, or not the turn, but what happens is you decide how long you're going to play, you know, a short, medium, long campaign, and that will dictate how many missions you go on. The missions are cards that you draw, and it will give you basically a scenario to play through. It'll tell you, you know, put this objective with two decoy objectives out on the map and there it's a d20 you just roll and place them out on the map and then you go try to find the real objective and that gives you victory points and then you get victory points for eliminating nba vc units etc etc so now this is a tactical game then it is a tactical game it's okay it's, it's literally each mission is one search and destroy mission you're looking for, you know, a supply cache or a weapons depot or whatever. 
Dude, the counter, the counter so, is so hilarious. I just looked at him close up. It's, it's, I'm telling and you, each, it's awful. Each counter is like one dude. Eat no. So each counter is either a leader or a squad. A squad, okay. I, it might actually be. I think it's actually a company, but there's three guys on it. But the but the backside, Dave. Are you seeing the backside of the counter? There's like a a, a guy dead on the ground with like eight bit blood on him. It's hilarious. So so on 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 the mission objective, you get a number of um, units that you get for free, and then it'll give you some like operations points that you can spend on getting, you know, air supply or um, slicks, gunships, that kind of thing. So you fit out your mission, you go take out your mission. Each hex you move into, you'll roll a shit ton of dice for, and then do stuff based on. <laughs> so the rules are like nine pages. The player aid is five pages because it's basically just the rules without like the historical objective type stuff in it, <clears throat> which for the player aid, it makes sense. Like it's all information you need, but it's kind of weird. Like just how it's just reiterating everything that's in the rules already. So <clears throat> each turn in the mission, you'll, you'll move each hex you move into, you'll roll for an encounter. And the encounters f for foot are, are not too bad. Um, if you're moving by air, they can be devastating. Um, like you'll just get randomly shot out of the air. Oh, so like an more air encounter not. An air encounter is what, like anti-aircraft fire or something? Right, yeah, theoretically. Um, but it happens way more than it should. Like, you'll just be moving along, and then... Because I think each helicopter counter is representing a squad, or, I mean, a, a troop of helicopters. So it's four to six helicopters, and just all of a sudden, they're just shot out of the air. And that's that's kind of how the game goes. It's either you do really well, you find your objective right away, and you... You eliminate the objective immediately, or everyone that you've purchased is dead, just <laughs> flat out. Like it's it's one way or the other. It's you're three turns in, and you've won that mission, or you're three turns in and you're you're just flat out dead. Um, so, like I said, there's there's some some really interesting design concepts in this game. It's just not fully realized. Um, so since I've bought this game, I'm on their mailing list, and I get updates. Um, they've updated this game twice since I've bought it, um, which is interesting. And it's small tweaks to the rules and counter. And how long ago and was that? Of, um, I would say probably January I bought it. Um, I didn't actually purchase it until... I was I was ready to or I didn't actually print it until I was ready to play it, but so they're at least updating things and they send it out when they update it. But he releases a new game like once every two weeks, and I think it's just him. So it's very obvious in this game that there's no development work. It's not really play tested because no there's play testing, very yeah. obvious issues. Right, there's some very obvious issues in in it. The rules are actually pretty decent. You can play the game with the rules. 
unlike some other games I've played, desktop publishing. Um, I won't mention High Flying Dice in this. Um, but so, so you can actually play the game. But I, I like the counter could, where they have the one guy who's okay, and then they have one with blood splooged all over them. Right, exactly. That's the back of the counter. It's it's taken a hit, so that guy is bleeding. Um, it, it, I think this game with like a year of development could really shine. It could really elevate itself into being something really noteworthy. As it is, it's. I think it's if you're interested in this type of game, which I am, which is why I bought it. I think it's worth buying. Um, it's not worth playing over and over again because I've so I've played it three or four times and I'll probably play it again but I feel like I've really gotten most of what I can out of it it's it's decent and it's playable which is nice it's playable isn't always something you get in the desktop publishing slash print and play games but I think if if some care was put into this thing which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to take the time to house rule this and 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 develop it myself. But I think with that, it would really it would really shine. Um, so there's some good stuff here, but it's not it's not a must own. It's it's kind of a curious object in the in the Vietnam solo solo gaming uh, so, genre, so whatever Jason, that is. Jason, what are all the numbers on the counter? <clears throat> so. Looking at the counters, it actually it looks um, it looks like there's a lot of information on there, but it actually makes a lot of sense. So there's um, let me zoom in a little bit. So the numbers at the top of the counters are um, their combat strengths against uh, either uh, air armor or infantry. So the helicopter is air. Um, the t- burning tank is infantry and the the bleeding person is infantry okay. um the, okay. the 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 chevron is their their movement and then like the explosion thing or some of the other things that are special um special powers they have um so like if you're looking at the scans on bgg the explosion i think is a recon and the um Maybe not because the the binocular they, they both mean something and they give you bonuses for certain things. <clears throat> and while you're playing the game, it actually is pretty easy with all the all of these numbers on the counters. It actually makes it pretty easy to play. Um, okay, so it basically is telling you what their what their, pa- their combat powers versus different types of right. targets. Yep. So the counters yep. are actually very functional. They're very functional. The the art is just awful. Yeah, um, but, and you I, know, I, who plays who plays a game for the art? I don't, and I do. and honestly, <laughs> Dave does. But honestly, like playing it, the white squares around the stuff doesn't take anything away from it. It's it's a boat, you know. It's a boat. It's a Huey, you know. It's a Huey. the The box not being there would would add something to it, but it doesn't really take away from from the gameplay. Does um, I was trolling but, Dave, <laughs> rightfully so, motherfucker. So you like just said, made like, the list. <laughs> so there's something there, but it's it's just not fully realized. Um, I don't know how he could get his games there. Um, 
Oh, but, oh by the and way, I'm, not not to throw us off our format, but can I just say um, that when I showed up at the convention for CSWE, uh, I gave Ralph a big giant hug, and we hugged Aww. at the end of the convention, and th- it was a real hug. The only hug better was hugging Rick because Rick is like really furry and hairy, and it just <laughs> seems more satisfying to hug it. I'll I can tell see you what, Rick being a good hug. Rick hugged back. Rick was a hugger, but nice. <laughs> I was gonna say, Dave, you, you think when you think I'm homophobic or something, but that's not how I roll. Well, well Ralph, that I will, warms I, my heart because I only hug Dave. When, I should have hugged everyone. When you I just see, shook hands. When you see Ralph walking through Tempe, the group is basically us walking. Ralph is on point walking. I call him the lone wolf. He's like man, man on the edge. People like get out of his way. They're not quite sure what's going on with him. He's wearing a t-shirt. They're not sure what's going on with the. It's got a rainbow kitten, and he's wearing some swim trunks mm. that are pink with a floral pattern. Like, and he's making eye contact with everybody he sees, and they're all like everybody. uncomfortable with it. It's like they're like this guy's either going to do a mass shooting or he's works for the Secret Service. They're not sure which one. I dig like, it. So Ralph is kind of like he's the point of the spear when the group goes out. So you wouldn't think you could hug Ralph, but you should absolutely go right up to Ralph and be like, give me a big hug right now. Ralph, not, you should have hugged me. That hurts. And not the kind of hug where you're hugging, but you're like, I'm hugging and I'm hitting you. Like, it's a guy hug. Like, we're hugging, but we're hitting. No, it's got to be a real hug. I don't start the hugs, Jason. I love I love a hug. Ralph is great. Ralph will hug. But the absolute I'm best. A hugger. I got to say the best is a Rick hug because Rick is, it's like, he's too, he's so furry. It's great. It's fun. If I can get out to the UAT, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to hug Rick as we go to lunch. I'll say, Hey, I'm going to go get a hot dog at circle K. Give me a hug. But That's I, a good I, idea. But I've, ruined, nice. I've ruined it for you now because now Rick is so ornery. He's not going to do it anymore. Not gonna <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll play combat commander with him and, and win him over. And, and then he'll suck. And then he'll hug you. Yeah. So yeah. Jason, you were saying about the game. So, oh, so yeah. I don't know let's, what let's he can do to review. get his game to be, to be polished. It's like I said, it's right there. Like just give it six months, give it eight months of, of development and playtesting and polish. But I understand he can't afford it. Dude. So I you're stepping dollars for the game, right? I am not doing that. <clears throat> this game actually made me say, oh, maybe I need to design my own solitaire tactical world or Vietnam gen- generic map game. So so that's that's going to be my next project. So I give it a 5 out of 10 for fun. Just it's right there, but it's just either you're three turns in and you're you're killing it or you're three turns in and you're you're a bug on a windshield. Beers, I give it a five, because after five beers, you're not going to want to play this fucking game anymore. You're going to say, fuck it, let me play something with a little more depth, or something that has a little bit, you know, fewer fewer rules in it. So after five beers, you're like, I want to play something like fucking Labatai right now. Or like Liberty Road, something that's going to engage you. Oh, just more depth. More rules. That's the funny thing. I just found that funny, dude. So a little mouthfill, a little, a little teeth in it. Is there only one? Not, I was urinating during part of this review. I won't give it away which part, but tell me more. Um, is there only one mission? I think there no. were two shades. 
<laughs> I think there were eight. Um, no, there's so the missions are on these little miniature cards that you have to print out and cut out. So there, I think there are probably twenty-four ish. Um, so you just draw one randomly within the campaign that you're playing, and I think it's like four, six, or eight missions per short, medium, long campaign, something like that. So you play multiple missions within a campaign, oh, Jesus and then you Christ, take those victory actually, points. It's actually then, a long campaign that you have to get through. Right, which there shouldn't be. It should be just play one mission because each mission. <laughs> we can't. The three of us cannot type to the other ones. This is terrible. All right. We'll, so we'll so what I just text, said was, right? was next time Dave has to wear diapers because this yes. this going to pee is like just fucks up <clears> things. Everything. Be- because this text-to-speech thing is like, hey, you have a mission message. Oh, so I turned the off text-to-speech because that's gay. Are a card. The mission missions well, are a card you that didn't you flip it because over it just told me that I need to wear diapers. <laughs> I turn so off it. mine. Five, you have to turn off yours. Five and five. It's it's interesting, and and if you're interested in this type of thing, it's definitely worth looking at. If you're a freelance developer out there that is looking for a solo Vietnam tactical game to develop, please, by all this means, is get involved. But Eric Von Rossing in the future, please just give a little bit more TLC. Maybe just fucking magic wand the white out of your counters. It's not that hard. And that's it for me. I'm done. Five and five. Drop my... Middle exactly. Yep. Drop my I'm mic. Out. Pull my dick out. Bam. All right, Ralph. <clears throat> it's all you. Next review. Let's move it. So, uh, yeah, ECC La France is what I want to talk about. Nice. It is a a Legion War Games Kim Kanger joint, right? And it um the it's about the out the war Algerian War of Independence is what it is is how it, is how it um coins it right but it's 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 about the you know Algerian uh, revolution there in uh, the 54 to 62 against the French and it's got a lot of really interesting political stuff going on and it's it's an area movement map and you've got a bunch of French troops and um, you know and combat units from the um, the FLN, and I don't even remember what the FLN stands for anymore. Um, and I couldn't. Freedom Liberation probably. Network. Yeah, it's yeah, National Liberation Front, <laughs> probably Front Front uh, Liberation Nationale, because they're all they all speak French. Um, anyway, so they, uh, you know, it's the 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 thing about it was. It, the, the the rules are very interesting. There's a lot of uh, of, of of little key points. It, it's it's a relatively simple game where you 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 have a couple of phases um, where you know you bring in reinforce you, you play your political your political chits that you draw randomly and then you get a hand of them that you get to play. But they have the events are based on real events that happen and they have a certain year range where you can play them. And there's only four turns in each year, uh, and by only four turns in each year, realize that over eight years, that means there's 32 turns. In in a in a in, in like there's the full campaign and there's the half game, um, and then the uh, 
That's awesome. Um, <laughs> like while we're doing the show, you know, I'm not going to turn off the text to voice because I think it's great that I get secret messages from Jason <laughs> that are voiced in my ear, basically by our advanced after combat robot who's like, "I'll mute my mic." Was it my heavy yeah. breathing? I'm three court. I'm three slash four in the bag. The bag. The problem with that is that we're recording each channel uh, separately, and so <laughs> it's going to record uh, that that thing talking to you. Is yeah, my suspicion. Who cares? Who cares? It's, it's going to be hilarious. Um, so anyway, the um, you know it's, it's you, you do the the political phase. You play your political shit, and it actually that's where actually most of the movement of the um, – because you're trying to win the hearts and minds of the Algerian populace, right? And that's where most of the movement on the track happens. And the track is one of the problems with the game because there are like 25 areas that you have to track – you have to keep track of um, the – Kind of the, the sentiment, the population population sentiment, um, whether they like the who, they, whether they like the the uh, Algerian, the FLN, the Algerian rebels, or the French, and so there's this stack of counters that you have to move back and forth, and in general, like you know, you move you th- you throw down a political chit and it'll move counters around, or it'll let you uh, bring in extra guys, etc. They always have some cool game effect, and the political stuff is really well done. And then you get operations points. You take those operations points. You bring in some reinforcements, uh, which can be, you know, like um, essentially the FLN recruits new guys, and the and it's all based on whether you get kind of crappy guys or you can you can build up your good guys. You you, you get rid of crappy guys to build build better guys in general for the FLN. Uh, then the French can bring in reinforcements from either France or from uh, essentially guys that are coming back from maybe, say, Vietnam. Um, and then they um, – you, you then, you, then you spend operations points to move them around. And you can move a long distance even without spending operations points. You only spend operations points when you move in with uh, your opponents or when you move through them if you're the French. The issue that I had, and then there's, and then the, second, the next phase after that is before I go to the issues that I had. The, the, the next phase after that is then where you do um, political operations, and so you're trying to switch. Um, each region has a there's so it, it has a what the populace feels about you, and then it's got whether there there are locals who are supporting you or not supporting you, and, and one step is because there's there's Political, uh, kind of, it's it's gradations of political control and gradations of like physical control with units. And my issue with the game was that you spent a lot of time moving units around the map, and all that lets you do is, and you fight, and you you know you're 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 searching for you know the, as the French, the Algerians don't actually attack; it's the French that do the attacking. And they, uh, you know, you, you spend a lot of time essentially out on search and destroy missions, is what you'd call them later in Vietnam, so, so, right? So the Algerians' job is like to stay alive, basically to it's survive. To stay alive because just because to control areas is to control areas, right? And because until you know the the just the fact that they're there at a certain level can cause them. Because you have you have a garrison value, and then you have the population uh, uh, that is is nationwide, and it starts at zero. And certain re- uh, reinforcement chits, the political chits that you play, 
raise that up. And the garrison troops are not the mobile troops that you're moving around as the French. So the garrison troops um, plus the population, it gives you a certain kind of gar- a garrison value of a region. And based on that garrison value, um, either the French have control of the region, the uh, it's it's a it's contested, or the FLN have control of the region. And if the French have control of the region, then the French can do political actions there. And that and and that you can move it. There's four different political levels: FLN political control, essentially, FLN sympathizing, French sympathizing, and French. Um, political control, and they don't call it that; they call it other names. But that's essentially what it is. So, and so it's basically like a sliding scale. It's a sliding forth. scale, and the, the the issue there is that you've got a chit that you've put on a single track with twenty five markers on it, right? So you've got piles of markers on on a level from like one to twenty, and that's the sympathy of the re, of the populace of the region. And then you have there is a chit, and there are four different chits because. Um, Four different chits. It might be two different chits, and you have to actually swap out the chits because there is, um, you know, there's the there's the different level. There's four different levels, and so you only have two sides on a counter. So you have to swap out counters. You have to like move all these counters around, and that's a real pain in the ass. So now, physically, well, well, that's so hard. So the, the French political actions. Is there like a, a list of political actions they can do? Or well, they're essentially. What you do is the political actions are – there is a list of political actions, but they, the, the, really what it is is you move it more towards the French political control, right? You change it from FLN control to FLN sympathizer, and that actually changes what – that makes the populace love the French more. And then you can change it from French sympath, uh, from FLN sympathizer to French sympathizer, etc. So it's just – it's either side con- is moving it along that, con- that political control spectrum. Okay. And that okay. also moves the population um, by one point in, in as far as what they what they think about you. There are but each there sector is, is controlled on one track, right? Each sec- like all of the sectors are, are on controlled one on one track. Yes, yeah. and so that's hard. And there are there is something that you can do if you get the right. Um, political chits, then you can like resettle the population, so you can do the kind of thing that we did in Vietnam, and they started in, Fran- in here in the Algerian War, right, um, where you resettle them into um, into controlled villages, right. But you know, it, maybe you don't get that chit, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, there's also another um, another chit that lets you um, infiltrate a contested region, which then um, it moves it, you know, it gives you a die roll to move. To move the political marker, the, the the population's view of of the French or the FLN one in your favor, whereas you know all the other actions are just about flipping the political control. So really, you don't have a lot of range to flip the political controls at at the at the ends of the spectrum. So the the deal is the reason that you do this is that when you play those political chits, and I said like it moves everybody, like it moves every chit one or two spaces, right? Either down or up, depending on the chit, and, and and who plays it. So the FLN goes goes down to the FLN. The French the French player plays a, a chit and it goes up to the French. Those, if you are if it is controlled politically by your opponent. So if it's an FLN control region, then it can never go. It when you play that chit, it doesn't move up. Right. So it's fro it's frozen. So you can't 
it, those the political chits, which are the big movers, right, don't actually move it anymore. Okay. And the, vice versa with the French, right? So, and the so, FLN ones don't do that. Go ahead. So that's all done through chits that you draw blindly. Uh, it, it's you. You have a hand of them, and you start with like five or six. Okay. But then you draw one each turn, and you play one each turn. Except huh. in winter, where there's so there's three of the four turns where you where you where you play one. You always play one, but you only draw like um, three out of the four turns. Huh. I think it's you know it's been it's been since we since it's been a month since I played. But I I I believe that's because um, I think you have to play each time. And there's and there's some other tracks that are that are moved around, like the um, there's the Pied yeah there were there were a couple tracks yeah there's the Pied Noir which are there's the government crisis and the Pied Noir and the Pied Noir are the are the French that live in Algeria right but, and the yeah, government so, but that's interesting so what, what role do they play in the game? Um, you know, they push the government crisis track, and I didn't see that go a lot. A lot. It didn't seem to like. It really has to drive down, right? And um, because there were like there were like almost a million of them even in there were Algeria, there were a right? lot there were a lot and and at some point right they can go on rampages and they can start coups and they can they can really screw you up. But it seemed like I had counter. I had political chits that let me push that. Um, appease them, right, and and keep them happier. And my opponent had chits that let me that that pushed them towards unhappiness. But we didn't. It never got too far out of balance. And that's what seems to drive. That was that's one of the things that's supposed to drive the narrative of the game. And it never seemed to get far enough out of balance that it actually did. So, would you did you feel like this was more of like a war game or like a political game or what? It's very much a political game because the the war game part just lets you um, work on the political control, right? And it seemed like you could abstract for all of the time we spent fighting the battles and you know and searching for the Algerian um, insurgents. It seemed like you could abstract a lot of that out. Um, so that it didn't have it, it seemed like there were it didn't matter as much as it should have for all the time we spent doing it and it could be that i just didn't get the game but i kind of don't think that's true <laughs> so uh beers um you know what after you get into it you know there's it's only like what 12 pages of actual rules you know and and some of those are scenarios, um, and there's like some historical notes. So it's it's like a, you know, you would say probably like seven or eight, and I would probably say like three or four, because I don't drink that much. Um, and then for fun, it's a long game, and I would have to put it down on like the three or four, because I think there are ways they could have gotten the same effects without um, without quite so much work. So that sounds like kind of this is not a game that you would really want to play with. I would say, you know, 
yeah, I would be hard pressed to certainly play the campaign again. Um, I mean, and this and this might not be fair to Kim Kanger and the Legion, but you know, it just seems like they put a lot of effort into a game that didn't quite, you know. It seems like they 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 concentrate. They they had too, they tried to get too much stuff into it, and and it and it, it really could you could have done the same with less, right? That's what yeah. I would say. So so well, and I wonder if it came out post like Annie and the Abyss, if you know the way they handle things with just a few boxes within each region, if it could have been handled better. Maybe and they they change and the the map the the map I played on was the first edition map, and it was it, there was some really bad I I kind of missing some information man. yeah and and they 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 got the uh, the second edition map actually cleaned up a lot of that it cleaned up the iconography it made things better but I would say that you know the the problem is the the boxes there's not enough room on the on the inside the map inside there for the boxes right that you need so it's you would need an, a whole another maybe eleven by seventeen sheet just to track these things, so that you would have instead of having piles of counters, you'd have a counter in each. In you know, it's you know, I don't know. So, it's it was it's tough. So uh, I had this interesting conversation with Rick while I was in uh, at Consum World, and one of the things yeah. that came up was like, I'm not into playing guys that I don't like. Like I won't play a game with a guy who I don't get along with, or I, I'm. And Rick is more into like, Rick doesn't really care who the guy is. If he really wants to play a game, a certain he'll game, and that guy's willing to play, he'll play him. Uh, where do you guys sit on that? Like for me, I cannot be across the table from someone who I can't stand, uh, during the game. I don't care what the game is. Like, would you guys play with somebody you didn't like? Uh, if he was willing to play a game that you really wanted to play? Uh, hmm, that's tough. I, no, <laughs> life is too short. No. Yeah, there. I I think there are too many other good ways to play games. Like, I'm sure I could get someone on our guild to play something, play by email, or even you know a couple turns on Vassal Live to sit down with, across from somebody that I you know genuinely do not like. I I yeah I I, I couldn't do it. There are games that I would play with someone like I I didn't know to get the game played, but even then I would I would try to go through our usual routes to get the game played first. Agreed. Yeah, I was surprised, but Rick is like, if, Rick's like, no, I really want to play the game, even if he can't stand the guy, he'll be like, oh, it's fine, I'll just suffer through it and play. I can't do it. I can't sit there that long with a guy. And, yeah. Uh, no, totally. In our That's local right. group, there are some. There are some major tool bags, so he must be yeah. doing that a lot. I could believe that. You know, you know, one of the best things. I, I just want to share a little story from uh, from Consum World, right? Uh, it, it, it's it's about this. I I played a game that I absolutely hated, and I knew I would hate the instant it was suggested. I played D Day Dice. Okay, and the yes, only reason did. I suggested it was we were standing around. We'd played something, and. Uh, Rick and Paul and I were standing around, and Paul's like, "Well, let's play D-Day Dice," and and I was like, "Well, I don't really like World War II." And Rick's like, "Oh, I've heard that's a bad game," and blah blah blah. And Paul says, "Well, come on, stop being. You know, are we gonna are we just gonna be pussies? Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna stand around and bitch about what we want to play, or are we gonna play something?" And at that point, I turned to Paul and I said, "Go get the game. We're playing it." 
Exactly. Well, wow, because call, you're like, don't challenge my manhood. It, we, no, it's not. It's not that. It's 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 not about the it's not about the, the the being pussies, right? It's it's about you know what? And Paul, because he is like super nice and like and not very and forceful. super engaged. Yeah, he is, yeah. but he's not very forceful, right? And he'll be like, "Oh, whatever, I'm okay," right? And I was like, he threw that out there, and then he pushed it, and I was like, "All right, dude, done," right? You got to reward that kind of that kind of stepping yep. up, right? And how'd that pay off? Just to you? make the call and roll with it. I had a great time, though. I think Rick and I ruined the game for Paul. Why, why were you guys <laughs> mocking the game as you were playing it? Uh, I did point out that essentially, you know, um, that you know. Because have if, do you know anything about the game, right? No, so nothing. every every turn you you have to lose a certain number of guys depending on where you are on the beach. And and so I was like, wow, you know, that's kind of that's you know when you think about it, you know, it's a it's a dice rolling resource allocation game. And I was like, wow, this is actually really dark because you know what you do, you have to you have to like keep building up your guys, you have to keep getting new guys because you know you're just you're just killing guys, right? And That's he was like, crazy. "Oh, I hadn't thought of it that way." But and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's it's you know, your 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 dudes are just dying, right?" Wow. That's yeah, that's incredibly dark. Yeah. So so, I, you, so you would not play it again. I wouldn't because I didn't I I'm not into dice rolling games like that where you're trying like you're trying to create sets and things. Um, but I did like actually I went, after I sat down and, and I and I grokked that part, I really actually I had a lot more respect for the game because I liked how dark that was. Sure. And he made the call, right? Like he hey, let's play this. Yeah. Sit oh, your dude, ass was... down. Let's play this game. Let's play yeah. something. Even if it's just right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's that's hard that's hard to beat because you know how many times and here's one thing dudes how many times have you gotten together and maybe it doesn't happen to you guys but like I'll get together with some of the guys I know and it takes us an hour to figure out what game we're going to play mm-hmm. yep Dave does that happen I know to you what you're saying uh, that never happens to me because I just have regular vassal games I play them and we play the yeah. same games over and over but do you do you do you not like <laughs> get together with people and then like have and like I guess I guess you don't you don't like No, I go uh, over can, to people's houses and they offer me like vegetable platters and then they never invite me back again. <laughs> yeah. But that's how my that's how my gaming don't history. say that. I wouldn't invite you back. Or I run into famous Ken at local restaurants and he feels awkward because I try to get him to play another game with me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, famous Ken. We love Ken you. T. He's a good man. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's just the thing, right? Is it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, the, the guys I normally hang out with, dude, and actually, I, so in some cases, you know, I stopped hanging with those dudes because I was like, you know what? If we're not, if you're not going to tell me, if I'm going to drive for 30 minutes to play a game, mm-hmm. I want to know what game I'm going to play before I get there. Because if we're going to, you know, if you're going to bitch because I say, I didn't come, I didn't drive 30 minutes to play this shitty game, then why the fuck am I driving 30 minutes? Yeah, and I'd like to say too, for uh, like along like tangential lines, uh, basically next more Taiwan was a lot of fun. Even though I got spanked at the convention, I still kind of wanted to. When I got back, I'm like, let's do next more Taiwan, and Ralph's like, no, we're doing next more India Pakistan because we were already one turn into it. So I was never allowed to actually play it. I wanted to retry the game, but I will say that it's a sign of how fun that game is. That I was like, even after getting, and I got 
abused. You got crushed. I got you abused got at the convention. You, you had, you had units that you weren't supposed to have until turn three. That's true. And you they still... actually gave me a whole mechanized <laughs> Marine division I wasn't even supposed to have. I was like, wait a second, where, where's this division? And I looked at it, I'm like, oh, they're surrendering on the beaches already. Two turns before <laughs> they're even supposed to be here. So it's a testament. They've already it's a, capitulated. It's a testament to how great the game is that even after the convention and getting just humiliated, I was still willing to take another shot at it. I, st- I still think something. that the best and and, dude, and we we'll, we'll play that next. I just we started we started India Pakistan and I hate to quit shit in the middle. And, and but it was fun. I knew I nuked Ralph in India Pakistan. Dude, that was fun. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> That was awesome, and you know, and and Rex, dude, you're you're, you know, if I had feelings, I would still not give a shit. But you know, you're like Ralph's not going to get a lot of sympathy for that, and I'm like, dude, what do you mean? You know, I'm not. Uh, it's it's my my poor Indians, dude. You're, no, you're guys. Hor- you're a horrible person, though. I think people just want bad things to happen to you. You know what? It's fucking true. Yeah. I am a horrible person. Basically, they were like, okay, at this scenario, um, yeah, if you want to do it. Uh, the, the Pakistanis actually get access to nukes. I'm like, nuke, we press the button. They're like, done. It's, it's, it's it. turn two, right? The instant he, I take over a couple of cities, Pakistani <laughs> cities, and he's like, I roll. Oh, I get nukes. Boom. Gone. Yeah, I was like, I was like, they're like, well, if you want to use them, you suddenly have been allowed. I'm like, nuke, right away, press the button. Yep. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. Hey, if you get nukes, you gotta you gotta use the nukes. Well, actually, play the way, testing is play testing. The way the 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 terrain is too, though, it's actually maybe the best place to nuke him because. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna nuke him, nuke him on the border. Right. Exactly. Because I'm I'm I was I was I was just about to take that urban sit that that urban hex right the your one of your big cities. Um, I can't remember what it's like. Um, Horror, uh, horror not going to work here anymore. Is it Horror yeah. Dirtistan? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's Dan or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it was it was just awesome because he's like I'm I've, I'm surrounding it and all of a sudden boom just tack nukes my guys, which is great. It's great fun. Dude. Anytime, anytime that's in, it, you got to like it. Yeah. So one of them fizzled. I think I had one that didn't work. He did. It was awesome. It was the one. It was the one where you could have blown up the bridge too, across the river. Because in this, there's like major rivers with bridges, and and if you if you drop the bridges, your opponent just can't get across it, right? And uh, and he and his his the, the nuke the tack nuke fizzles, and 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 so the bridge bridge is intact. You know, my my I get my I get to keep trucking supply across it. I'm in I'm in good sh- I'm in I'm in shitty shape because my guys just got nuked. But you know, fuck it. Dude, I got a lot more guys. You're not getting across. I got a lot more guys where those came from. <laughs> so yeah, that was funny. Right? The other game I got going on right now too is uh, while I've been doing uh, uh, Empire of the Sun a little bit with Justin, I actually got Justin to play East Front 2 with me. So yeah, he, t- he told me about that. I'm doing German Blitzkrieg against the Soviets, and I've only screwed up the rules once or twice, so I'm doing well. You screwed up the rules in East Front too. Yeah, I got a little excited. You're the expert. I know. I got a little excited at one point, and then I realized I did it wrong. But <laughs> but it's funny because we're emailing rules back and forth, and he's he emails like attorney. He's like, "Well, I'm at the dentist's office right now, so I'm like, dude, uh, you don't have to email this rapidly. Like, 
take take your time. Go to the dentist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm an older guy. I'm not We're playing Liberty Roads right now, and I like I feel like I'm getting my ass handed to me. <clears throat> and then I watched that World War II from space documentary on Netflix. They're like, oh, the Germans reached the Siegfried Line in September, and I think we're well into December right now. We're on turn like 19. And he's he still hasn't gotten to France or Paris yet. Like, Fuck yeah, I'm kicking ass. I mean, yeah, I feel a lot that's better. really good. That's really good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm actually going to hold out. Yeah, that's how it goes. For I love the Allies. I, I never get to Germany, and that that's actually a really long game. But you guys have done really well. Yeah, I, I think in that game it might be hard. Yeah, we're playing the full campaign, so we'll get to. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's 24 turns. I, I've gotten my ass kicked up playing both sides, so uh, I don't know. You I know, think Jason. It feels balanced to me. <laughs> real men play the full campaign. We, that's what we're doing, and it was his idea. I I always puss out and Respect. play the basic game. Well, that's because, you know, I could see that. It's because you're a hipster. It's because I'm a bitch. Yeah. You can say it. It's okay. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, I I, 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 I thought I, I thought that hipster and bitch were synonymous. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't go up to that big uh, <laughs> tattooed guy and say yeah. that. You should have said that to that guy at the uh, bar we were. <laughs> I, I should have, but you know what? <laughs> Again, it looked like it looked like his frat brothers were were all itching for a fight, and and I thought that we I, we were we brought a little light on the muscle to the bar. Yeah, that that guy was too busy uh, pounding Goldschlager. That fucking douche. <laughs> it's true. It, it, it could it could be that we could have yeah, taken it just because he was drunk off his ass. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you got to choose your battles, so. though. Yeah. This this feels exhausting because we've been dealing with all the sound and all the stuff. Uh, I'm about done. Anybody else have anything like to add? It feels exhausting because I've been dealing with you, Dave. Well, fuck, we've been going over the sound shit since like three hours ago, so. I know. For a very long time. Yep. So we, we can do the ASL Minute next time. Nobody will miss it. No, dude, I, I, you know I can guarantee that. I missed it already. <laughs> I'm not doing it, so. Do you have one? He doesn't have shit. I had one, but I'll save it for next time. Okay. I'm gonna to have to get creative with the editing on this one because it's it's a bit of a it's nightmare. all fucked up. I understand. It's all fucked up. Yep. Yeah, Jason, just take your time. You'll be fine. That's the tech. Yeah, it'll come come out sometime tomorrow. We'll do what we can do. It, it better yep. not be bad. Wow. Well, just, gonna... just, <laughs> just make sure my sound levels are okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll check the snare in your head. Am I, am I popping on my mic? There's there's definitely no pee popping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's end this shit, and uh, I'll catch you bitches later. Okay, so so we have to like do some kind of cord um, stopping or something at some point. Yeah, probably. Just when when we're done, just email me your files. Okay. How about we say three, two, one, and and we'll stop recording. Okay. Okay. So three. To stop. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.
Sure, 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 sure,